Welcome to Sheepdog Nation podcast, the only place on the internet where law enforcement and their families can come to be understood, supported, and stood up for. Here's your host, the always entertaining, down-to-earth, yet-in-your-face truth speaker and Leo herself, Autumn Schmidt. What's up, Sheepdog Nation? Today what we're going to talk about is how to deal with the academy um, as the spouse of a police officer. I think it's really, really, really important um, to hear both sides. So, um, if you haven't already listened to the episode about what the police academy is like for the officer, please go ahead and do so. But, um, even if you're the officer, I want you to listen to this episode because it's going to help you get into the mind of your spouse. And, um, here's the deal is that I've done both. So, um, I've gone through the police academy. I went through a basic, uh, 18 week, uh, police academy, And then what happened was my husband, he went to um, another, he, I think he did another additional eight weeks in the academy. And then, so he did that. And then two years later, he did a 14 week canine academy where he stayed at the um, academy five days a week. Um, And then he did another um, canine academy, um, I think a few months later. Um, And I think that was like an eight week academy. So Needless to say, I've been on the receiving end of the academy um, (laughs) predicament that a lot of wives find them, you know, uh, spout or spouses, you know, find themselves in. And uh, and I want to talk about it because uh, officers, what you need to know, or if you're going to become a police officer, you need to know that the academy is it's a very difficult thing for your spouse to go through. Okay, Um, I can tell you as a woman um, who's been in the academy. Like, I know what it's about. I know how, like, typically how close um, the people in the academy become. And it is something that civilians cannot understand because they don't, they've never experienced anything like this, okay? And it is very fucking intimidating. It is intimidating to think about, you know, your wife or your um, husband or boyfriend or girlfriend in an academy with these people um, 24 hours a day, five days a week, they're now spending more time with these other people than they're spending with you. And obviously the people in the academy, they all have things in common, like these common interests and, and everybody's all fired up and everybody wants to, you know, learn about, you know, this and that, and everybody's all pumped up. Right. And like you, and, and so like you guys have things to talk about all the time. And, um, you, you know, sometimes we find ourselves more interested and, in hanging out or speaking with these, um, people who we went to the academy with, right. Or, uh, people who were in the academy with versus our spouses. And, you know, and, and that's really hard. That is a very hard thing to deal with as a spouse, because it's like, you don't want to shit on your officer, but at the same time, you're like, okay, wait a minute. Why am I fucking last place right now? Because I'm holding it down at home. Um, yeah, you're going through it like physically, but I'm going through it emotionally and I feel like I'm getting treated like shit. And on top of that, I'm really feeling like you are fucking enjoying hanging out with them far more than you enjoy being with me. What's going on with our relationship? Are we going to make it through this? And it's, it's real. That's real deal shit. And so, um, you know, as a, as a spouse, um, you really start questioning things. You, um, you become very insecure. It's very easy to become insecure. It's very easy to become depressed. 
Um, it's not fun and it's not easy to be home alone all the time if you're not used to it, but maybe your officer works night shifts anyways. So you're used to it, but I can tell you that it is, it, it is an adjustment period if you're not used to that. There's a lot of spouses who do not enjoy, um, you know, staying or sleeping alone at night. But then, you know what, on the flip side, there's a lot of spouses who really don't fucking mind. <laughs> I know some who are like, I get the bed to myself and I fucking love it. So I'm, I'm good with it. So, um, you know, and it's, and it's not, this isn't supposed to be a woe is me episode. This is really just, um, I want you to hear what it, you know, I want you to hear the spouse's, um, point of view, you know, because so many times as officers, we get so caught up in our shit and we just think that what we're doing is that's life and this is it. And we're, we're doing, you know, we're the best things since sliced bread and, and just all this stuff. And it's, you know, I, I, I just, I think it's too bad. I think it's too bad because it causes a lot of fucking issues and a lot of relationships. And, um, I've seen it over and over again. Um, I, Adam and I've gone through some shit. We've experienced our own bullshit and, um, you know, we obviously, you know, made it through and I'm going to give you some advice. So here's, here's what happened. Wives hear me out on this. So when my husband, he went to a 14 week Academy and that was, it was kind of difficult. I was, I was working the road and I had my own thing going, but we had our days off together. And when he went to the Academy, that got all fucked up because I worked on the weekends because I, you know, that's what police officers do. And I work nights and I'd have to work, you know, doubles and 16 hour shifts and 18 hour shifts and, you know, multiple times, you know, multiple days in a row. And when he would come home from the Academy, he would be absolutely smoked his brain was fried and he was like, I just need sleep. Like, Oh my God. You know? And so like, I'm like, I want to talk. Like I haven't seen you all week. Like what the fuck? And he's like, I want to talk, but I really don't because I'm so tired. Like I can't even articulate a thought. And then, so that's what like Friday was and I'd have to go to work and he'd go to bed or whatever. And then on Saturdays, everybody and their brother wants to talk to him. So he has supervisors, you know, uh, co-workers who are like, dude, like, where have you been? How's the academy? Like, what's going on? Tell me all about it. And then he has his family calling him. And then like, I'm trying to figure out where I fit in, you know, because I'm like, excuse me, excuse me, number one here. And, um, you know, and one thing you'll learn about me is I'm not very good at, you know, hanging out in the background, being passive, having patience. I am none of that. And so I'm like, um, excuse me. Um, everything can go on fucking hold until you give me one hour of your time of like, Hey, what's up? Like, let's fucking, you know, kind of connect again. And so we experienced some of that shit, but what really helped me spouses is I kind of got my own life. And for some men, and women, like this is intimidating and it, it can be scary, right? And and I'm not trying to go into like relationship, you know, coaching or whatever, but sometimes, you know, when we are in a relationship and we do everything with that person and then our spouse decides that they're going to go and they are going to do something different, it can be very intimidating. And that is, that is the truth. Um, luckily, I... It, Adam didn't see it as, and as intimidating. Um, I, what I did is I like decided like I joined at Beachbody and I'm not suggesting you go and join an MLM. I'm just telling you what I did. I joined Beachbody because I needed, I was like, you know what? This is perfect. Like he's gone all the time. Like he's not going to fuck up my food habits because like Adam can eat whatever he wants and he is still in shape as fuck. 
like still has a six pack, like what the hell? And I'm over here, like I eat a fucking carrot and I just gained five pounds and it's like, fuck it, you know? And so it was so kind of cool, like kind of liberating because I'm like, all right, I've got my own workout routine. He's not around like, cause we always go to the gym and we work out together, but it was really like empowering to be like, yeah, no, I've got my own workout routine. I'm in shape. I'm eating like this. Here's who I am. Here's how I'm being. How cool is that? And, and it, and it gave me this focus that I wasn't so focused on him being gone. I was more focused on myself. And, and sometimes like that doesn't sound good. And it sounds like I'm really like into myself, but it really helped. Okay. And that way, like we actually had like two way conversations, you know what I mean? And because I was so, I was so like focused and kind of doing my own thing. Like it didn't matter that much to me. Like he, he would end up, texting me and calling me a lot more. And I, I wasn't like kind of nagging and I wasn't up his ass, if that makes sense. And it really, it kept things really good and really fresh. And like, um, you know, and I was just so happy and it really changed. Like, it just made me so happy. Like I remember I'd go and on my days off, I'd go up to the Academy. And of course, you know, I went to that Academy. I was a cop. So it might be, a, it, it probably is a bit of a different situation than like if a, if a civilian, but where to do this. And I, and I'm, I'm an instructor at the police Academy. So like they definitely know me. Okay. So I'd go up there and I would have dinner. I remember having dinner with him and, and some of the people in his canine Academy. And like, I, I went to the Academy with these guys. So like I fucking knew him and like, um, got to know a couple other people, you know, that I didn't know. And like, I had a lot of fun with it and I felt really good. And I wasn't like, Oh my God, like when are you going to be done this? And like, is very focused on supporting him, but very focused on like myself. And it really helped. It really helped. So, you know, the, here's like, let's just, you know, I'm going to just kind of simplify this. Like as a police officer, like you need to know, like your spouse is like totally focused on you all the time. And then like when you're gone and you're not easily accessible and like, she can't be having these conversations with you and she can't be texting you and calling you all the time. You know, that's a big difference. It's a huge difference. And like, like, you know, minds wander and they're curious and like, you know, spouses don't really know, like, is the police academy. It's like, we think it's a professional setting. We want it to be a professional setting, but like all of our minds wander. And, you know, we obviously don't want like marital issues or, you know, future marriage issues, you know? And so it's very difficult, but the, but the thing is, is you, you need to keep the communication open and officers, you need to not shut your um, spouses out. You really want to explain, take the time to explain things so that they can understand, allow them that 100 question time. Cause they're going to have, they're going to have a lot of questions to ask you and you need to, you need to be able to, you know, just kind of slow down a little bit and like it, take that time of, you know, accepting that that is what is going to happen. Like they are going to ask you a lot of questions and there's going to be a lot of questions and, you know, a lot of things that come up and like, you need to have patience for it. And, and I can tell you, like, I'm not the best with a lot of patience. You know, when my mom asks me too many questions, I'm always like, mom, really? Like, do you need to ask me this many questions? You know, like, holy shit. I'm not very, I'm much more of a better, you know, interrogator. <laughs> <laughs> um, interviewer than I am being interviewed. Right. And so, um, you're probably a lot like me, but just have that patience, have that understanding officer, you know, sheepdog, like have that and, and understand that, you know, 
they're not, she's not he or she's like not trying to be up your ass. They're just trying to be a part of it. They're just trying to understand and be a part of it. And if you're going to, don't be the dick that, you know, doesn't allow them to be a part of it. Um, I think too many people do that, pull that bullshit. And, um, that's where your marital issues come through. They come in that way. All right. So, um, you know, so to, uh, you know, how do I, I want to say rounded this off, but to, um, conclude this, right? And to summarize this, how do you deal with it, spouses? You you need to, you know, obviously communicate, talk, ask questions, be involved, but don't be so focused on them when they're gone. Like really bring the focus back to you. Use this as an opportunity to really focus on you and your children or whatever you have going on. Focus on you. Now, I can tell you that the experience of a police spouse who has children while their husband is going through the academy is a very different experience. I can't really touch on that with you because the only children we have are dogs and chickens. So, you know, my experience was a very positive one. And I just encourage you to, even when it feels like, you know, it's, this is going to suck. Like he's going to be gone all the time. Like, oh my God, these kids, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm just asking you to, you know, really, step into your power and your strength where, you know, and, and dig deep and find ways to just survive and not even just survive, but like really flourish, like prove to yourself that you are, you know, you can be independent and that you got this because part of being a police spouse, either on either side of the relationship is really proving to yourself and your significant other that you both are very strong and strong people are honestly the only ones that survive um, these kind of kinds of relationships because they are fucking taxing. They are stressful. There's a lot of trust that has to go into being a police spouse on both sides because you guys are not going to see each other like normal Monday through Friday people for a long time until your officer gets to that position, you know? I mean, Adam and I, let's see, Adam is like six or seven, six or seven years into his career. And like, we are a long ways away from a Monday through Friday gig. Okay. Like, so, I mean, we, I mean, that's, and that's hard for a lot of people, especially like non-police families, people who come from non-police families. It's very difficult to understand, right? It's so difficult because you're like, wait a minute, like, why can't, like, why is this not working? Like, why, I don't understand, like, what, you can't be home for holidays? Like, you know, I don't need to get into all that, but, like, that's the thing about being a police spouse is you truly are stronger than you could even imagine and probably stronger than you could even know. And so this is the time where you really need to let that, like, come out, okay? Um, Let's see. So I have a good friend. If you haven't listened, if you if she hasn't been on here yet, she's coming on. Um, her name is Rebecca. She's the founder of the Proud Police Wife. Um, if you are a spouse and you need like support, go hang out with her. She runs a free Facebook group called the Proud Police Wife. She also runs a very um, excellent, um, very popular blog called Proud Police Wife, and um, and she could help you out a lot with um, that. But if you want, but stay around too, because like, and she even has me going and do trainings for her, you know, her clients, because while it's really good to get the perspective of a wife, it's also good to get the perspective of a wife who's also a cop, because I can definitely tell you both sides. Um, But anyway, so that's a really good resource. Um, 
always, always, always have audible books going. I always have audio books going, always, always, always. Um, and it helps keep my mind straight and it'll help keep your mind straight, especially if you're the spouse who, you know, you're going to have a lot of time like on your hands to be by yourself. Don't just like waste your time listening to music, really better yourself, better your mind. And, and in that way, like your monkey mind is not going to take over, you know, that really, that bad negative voice that just tells you all this shit's going on while you're not there. Um, make sure that you are, you know, you are listening to audiobooks. And if you click the link below in the show notes, you can get that, you can go get audible, you can get a free trial, um, right with this link below. Um, I provided it for you. If you guys have questions, concerns, as always come right into the Facebook group. Um, the sheep dog nation podcast, Facebook group, uh, link below. Um, and also a new thing that we're kind of doing just to keep this going. Um, I definitely, um, have realized that this, this, Doing this for you guys um, was a hobby for me. And then when I kind of stopped, everyone was like, Autumn, excuse me, where did you go? Like, uh uh-uh, uh, come back, come back. <laughs> like, officers and their spouses from all around the world, like, just continuously reaching out, like, excuse me, excuse me. So, um, anyways, I'm, I'm putting down a, a donate button. If you, if you really like this and you want to help me keep this podcast going, um, any donations are appreciated. Do not feel obligated however. Okay. But the button's there. It's in the show notes. I appreciate anything and everything you guys do. And I will see you in the next one. And that was another episode of Ship Dog Nation. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go to iTunes and let us know by giving us a rating. If you have questions that you want answered by Autumn in the podcast, submit it by going to the link in the show notes. As always, stay safe and watch your six.